Hi, it's your DM Persephone here to tell you that thanks to all of you, Fast Times at D&D High has been nominated nine times at the Audioverse Awards. This is incredible to us, especially since we only started a few months ago. Voting is open now at audioverseawards.net, and we'd really appreciate your vote. Thanks so much, and enjoy the episode. Salutations, everyone. It's me, Ankh, here to tell you about today's sponsor. This episode is kindly sponsored by Would You Kindly Turning, where you can find all sorts of handcrafted pens, wands, sewing horse tools, bowls, and more. I don't want to be like overly verbose, but they have some really cute stuff. Check them out at Would You Kindly Turning, that's W-O-O-D, you know, like a tree, on Etsy and Facebook. I'm totally going to see if they can help me make something to get me through Jell's class. Yeah. Welcome to Fast Times at D&D High, where the only thing more dysfunctional than our tech is Suri's relationship with her parents. I'm your host, Persephone, and I'm joined by our players. Ren. Are you skipping Suri? Because because that that's just, that's kind of like Suri's parents, really. That's, that's just me. It's okay. Art mirrors life. I'm used to it. Elise. I'm Hudson, and I have a great mom. Kara. Hi, I'm Caro, and I play Ollie, and uh, I love my real parents. <laughs> you hear that, folks? Caro loves their parents. Let's get started, shall we? <laughs> Hi, I'm Hudson. Last time, on Fast Times, we were all falling from the cliff after Surrey power slapped the nope out of Ned. We all woke up at the bottom of the cavern, but like, also under the ocean? Super weird. There was all this crazy magical stuff down there, like phone crystals and a huge mana pool. Ollie thought we were dead, but like, everyone was still huggable, so I knew we couldn't be ghosts. Thank the gods. Anyways, Cecil found me and Ollie, Suri found a portal, we found Suri, and then we all followed her through it. We wound up in this sick temple that had statues of Isidai of Arnhem and all his hero buddies in it. And I finally got to meet that talking cat. Way cool. Even cooler was a wild quiz feed quiz all the statues made us take. We got asked like a bunch of really tough questions and then we got gifts. Ollie got the silver gift, Cecil got the orange gift, I got the red gift, which I knew was my favorite color, and Suri got uh, ir- 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 iridescent? Ir- yeah. Oh, thanks. Iridescent. Actually, Suri got a gift and a contract. My mom always said to never sign a contract without a lawyer present, but I'm sure it'll be fine. We didn't have a chance to open any of the presents, though. I wonder what they are. Guess we're about to find out.
your vision fades into white. All around you, each one of you alone in the brightness. Slowly, it begins to fade away. First, the columns of the temple come into view. Then, the pedestal. Then, the statues. Each one of you is in front of a different one. Cecil, you look up at the smiling maw of Oriana Sortooth, the warrior, shining armor, bright teeth open wide in a laugh. Sir Sissa, you stand in front of Lizbeth Harkin, sharp eyes glittering. Hudson, you look up at Karaman Hostef, the dwarven barbarian, grizzled features, but eyes smiling. And finally, Ollie, you look up at Isadiah Varnum's statue, a glittering smile, laughing eyes. Everyone, roll a perception check, please. 16, 12, 13, 8. Cecil, you are too freaked out by what just happened, wondering about where those voices came from, why everything went white, what was that whirlwind, your mind's in a panic. Everyone else, however, you feel a warmth somewhere on your body. It's different for each of you. Hudson, you feel warmth against your chest. When you look down, you see a small glow that recedes and leaves behind a small pendant of a shield with a sunburst of red at the center. Suri, you feel a warmth right at the hollow of your throat. And you see a locket attached to a fine chain made of iridescent metal with a fire opal at the center. Holly, you look down at your hand at the warmth that you feel there. And a winding tattoo trails from the back of your hand to your wrist. A faceted round crystal above the petals of a rose. Vines reach out from the base of the flower crawling up your wrist. And a dragon, wings raised, curls around the petals of the rose. What is this? Whoa! That is so cool. Guys, I got a gift. Did you all, did you all get something? I, yeah. I got I think a sweet necklace. I got a locket. You got a sweet necklace! So he's going to try to open up the locket to see what's on the inside. You try to open the locket, but it refuses to open. Hmm. Ollie, Cecil, did you guys get uh, necklaces too? What? Ollie's been standing in kind of disbelief looking at his own hand and 
the room and everything else going on and snaps to attention to look at Hudson. Uh, you okay, little buddy? Yeah, fine. Let's see your cool necklace, bro! Oh, uh, I don't have a necklace. Um, I've got a tattoo. What? Two? That's so sick. Ollie holds his hand up to show. Uh, Suri is going to cross over to Ollie to just take his hand and kind of examine the tattoo. And also, like, because I'm assuming it doesn't look like a freshly applied tattoo. Not that Suri is really all that clear on what that looks like. But this if everything looks normal, like his skin isn't raised or anything like that, just... Yeah, so she's going to kind of brush her fingers over your arm, just like, wow. Ollie tries not to react to this <laughs> physical interaction. Sir Sissa, please roll an investigation check. 14. As you hold Ollie's hand and examine it, running your fingers across the tattoo turning it to and fro, you notice that it does not look like a fresh tattoo, but more than that, it's painted in shades of gray, but when you shift in the light, you can see lines of what looks like quicksilver shimmering against the skin, almost as if it's wet. Do you see that, Ollie? Do you see? Yeah, yeah. That It's beautiful. I mean, like, just... This seems so weird. I've got a necklace and that's easy to hide, but this marked you. Are you going to be okay? Yeah. Uh, definitely fine. Everything is totally fine. Not weird. So Suri would never say, that's some bullshit, bruh. But her face definitely goes on a, that's some bullshit, bruh, kind of journey. Um, Hudson's gonna fist bump his statue and then go over to Cecil. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. Cecil, did you get a tattoo? Or did you get a necklace? Uh, I, I didn't... Uh, no. But no. Th that's fine. Huh. Hudson, you are not the quickest on the uptake. But even you do not need to roll to see the crystal gauntlet that is on Cecil's arm. It is transparent and made of orange and yellow quartz crystals, clusters around the elbow and around the knuckles. Uh, were you wearing that at the party? I think Cecil will probably even with that hand just kind of reach up and, and like scratch their nose. Wearing what? Oh, that's right. Cecil doesn't have their glasses. Oh, oh no! Baby. <laughs> I forgot about that. No, Cecil's not wearing glasses. That's true. Oh, baby. Uh, you know, on your, your hand. Like... Hey, kid. Look at me. Which, which kid? I said, look at me. Hey. Hey, kid. Hey. Uh. You turn to the sound of the noise and you look down and you see the black cat staring up at you. 
In its mouth are your glasses, and the cat spits them at your feet. Hey, y'all drop these. Keep better track of them next time. Uh, magic, magic, magic cat, I... Hey, liar, are you gonna have a fit or something? Like a fit of peak? Conniption? Yeah, I know. It's a lot to take in. You got a gauntlet and shit? But, you know, just take it in stride. Chill. You know, just calm. Cecil's gonna pat the pocket where they had put the broken, crushed frames that they had stepped on. Is there still that shape in there? Nope. When you put your hand in your pocket, the cat sits back on its hind legs and winks at you once. Cecil can't see that very clearly, but Cecil will take the glasses blob and uh, put them back on. And then look around this place, finally seeing it for the first time, really. What? Right? I Check out your cool bracelet, bro! Are Cecil's gauntlet and Ollie's tattoo on the same hand? Ollie's is on his right hand, which is his dominant hand. Cecil's gauntlet is on their left arm. Left forearm. Hands and necklaces? Like, to symbolize doing and, uh, breathing? No. No, that can't be Ali's kind of got his face scrunched up in consternation and wonder as he's looking at all this and sort of realizes that Suri's still holding his hand and, oh, ah, so- sorry. 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 I was just trying to find a pattern, but I don't know if there's enough of us to have a pattern. I mean, three points make a line and we have four, but at the same time, like just it's it's two and two. Well, what did that voice say? It said something about gifts. We need to get that history book that I checked out at the library. Uh the holy shit one. We were supposed to be at a Oh no, I'm gonna be so late getting home. Oh no, I can't focus. There is a lot to think about right now. Like we're all we're all there, right? There's a lot. There's there's a lot. It's a lot, right? I'm not it As Suri starts freaking out and Ollie starts talking about the book, there's a tinkling sound in the background, like bells ringing. Just One, two, and three. And you hear the voice again. Not the ones that you heard individually, but the same voice you heard when the box was opened. Test completed. Releasing other artifacts. Everyone roll a perception check. Two. Seventeen. Net one. 18. Cecil and Ollie, you turn around into the direction of where the bells came from, and you see above the pedestal that's at the center of the room, there are several glowing lights that are falling onto the pedestal. And when they come to a rest, the glow stops. What do you do? Uh, hey, everyone, look. I pointed out to everybody first. 
Should we go check it out? Whoa! Uh, <clears throat> I'm pretty sure that Suri is too busy anxiety spiraling to notice, but thank you. I, I don't know if really worrying about our, our, our curfews is the most pressing thing right now with strange temples and I think you're right. You don't uh, know my parents. We'll help you. Well, if you come and stay at our home, then, then you'll still be on time. Hudson, do you still think that Suri lives with you? Well, yeah, I dropped her off at our house. Okay. Let's go over here now and look at the shiny things. All right, it sounds rad. You walk over to the pedestal and you see on top of it are other artifacts. You see a bangle made of sapphire, a teardrop earring that looks like it has clouds inside the crystal. There's a diamond brooch that glitters almost as if containing starlight and a ruby ring. As you look down at them and see them all lying there, they start to glow again. This time, they're individual colors. The ruby ring turns red, the bangle blue, the diamond white, the teardrop earring green. And then they start to flicker in and out, in and out, and then they're gone. I guess it's not just gloves and necklaces, I guess. Other artifacts, sent. Recipients, found. Whoa. Test, ending. Entering, final mode. You see the cat hops onto the pedestal in front of you and like arches its back. Y'all, we need to get out of here now. There's no time to oh. waste, let's go. Okay. Oh, okay. Let's right. go. Okay. And you hear a rumble. How do we get out of here? I feel like it's a little late to be saying that. Hi, Ned here with a brief commercial break. Have you heard about the Fast Times Patreon? It's the place on the Chrisnet where you can support all of our adventures, antics, and thievery. Hey, we don't steal. Right? Right. And anyway, uh, you can get early access. Uh, plus, there's all sorts of other content on there, like character sheets and text between all of us, and and more. I, I even hear that you can get a personalized shout out during the show. Yeah, stop by in between searching for where the third sword goes. I'm still looking. So run off to patreon.com slash fasttimesdnd. That's patreon.com slash fasttimesd, the letter N, D. I hope we see you all there. Okay, no, but really, where does the third sword go? Um... No. Hudson, you're so pretty. Are you all skipping classes again? Shit, time to go. Back to the episode. Bye! Detention, detention. Cat, do you know the way out of here? And as you are addressing the cat, you hear the rumbling gets louder. You feel it underneath your feet, 
the tiles of the temple start to shake. And all around the edges of the temple where there's water surrounding the island it's on, it starts to swirl up and rise into the air. Higher, higher, higher. Until you are in a wall of water, surrounded. And at the center, just past where Isidaya Varnum is, you see a shape start to form in the waves. A hand reaches out with long, sharp fingernails and parts the water. Another hand comes and spreads it wide, and you see a woman made of water, hair flowing in an unseen wind, tumbles out and rises in midair. Her eyes glow with an icy coldness that you can feel in your bones. And she raises her hand and the water answers her call, swirling around her. Everyone roll initiative. We are, we have not had a full rest. So we are at whatever stats we were at the end of the last fight. Correct. Gotcha. Um, you guys, I think this might be worse than breaking curfew. Yep, that seems right. Cecil, it's your turn first. Before you begin your turn, please give me a pure luck check. Just roll a d20. Four. All right, take your turn. Cecil looks up at this being (laughs) and is again sort of very clearly wracked with that feeling of uselessness in combat situations and is just going to reach down and pick up a couple of Wait, where, where, are there any, like, loose stones on the ground? Roll a perception check. Nine. There are not. Neat. Um, seeing no stones on the ground, Cecil briefly glances at everyone else and then looks up at the slightly hostile-looking being. I don't suppose you don't want to hurt us. Idiot. No. You speak to the being in front of you and she does not acknowledge you. Her face is blank. Then Cecil just looks scared. That's Cecil's turn. And now it's the elemental's turn. The water elemental, this beautiful woman with flowing watery hair, looks at all of you and extends the hand that gathers the waves. Hudson, what's your AC? 16. 16. Holly, what's yours? 15. Okay. 
Both attacks hit. You see these massive tentacles of water shoot out from her open palm and rip through the temple, through the pillars, and grasp Ollie and Hudson and start to squeeze. <gasps> no! Ollie! You both take seven damage. <sighs> as you're whipped around by the tentacles and thrown. Ollie, your turn. Ollie, please give me a luck roll. That is a nat one. Oh no. All right, take your turn. Okay. Uh, Ollie's gonna run up and stabity. Roll to attack. I have a nat 20. (laughs) What the fuck? Nat 20. What weapon are you using? The rapier. Okay. Roll your critical hit. So 15 damage. You strike with your blade into the elemental and she stares at you as you do so, face unchanging. The water pushes back against the blade. It looks like she didn't take much damage from that. We are now at Sir Sissa's turn. Suri, roll a luck roll. Okay. 11. Suri, you look up at the water elemental in front of you. This woman of water and waves. You feel a thrum of fear roll through your body. But then something else responds, an inner warmth. And you hear, echoing in your head, a voice. I believe it's time for us to make it good on our little deal. And you feel power flow through your fingertips. The locket pulses with magic, the fire opal at the center glittering with light. Circus's eyes close as a storm gathers overhead. Dark clouds flash with pink and purple light that sparks between them. Wind spirals around her and lifts her into the air. She raises her hands and bolts of lightning strike into her palm. The electricity crackles down her arms and through her body, and her eyes blink open, glowing gold around her slit pupils. She kisses her fingers, winks, and the light bursts into white. Her clothes shatter into a rainbow of sparks. Her hair loosens from its bindings and twists into tiny braids and coils that pile atop her head. Lightning flickers through the strands, leaving streaks of indigo, cobalt, and scarlet. A bow holds her hair in place, and a delicate butterfly mask slips across her cheekbones, made of the same metal as her locket. Opalescent threads shimmer into a cropped black corset and spiral down her chest. They spread into a neckline of transparent ruffles. The locket rises and sits between her collarbones. Chains burst from it and bind the pendant to her chest. Loose fabric gathers down her arms, bound at the center with ribbons. More chains wrap around her torso and link to black bike shorts topped with a wide belt. Layers of satin spill down from her belt to her calves, where black boots with a slender, sharp heel click against the ground. Circe gazes at the enemy before her, 
and smirks. Come and get me. Sirsissa, bearer of the mantle of chaos, please take your turn. So, uh, Suri's gonna look between Hudson and Ollie to try to get an idea of which one of them is injured more, and it's probably Ollie, right? Yeah, okay, great. So, like, normally, she would scurry up behind him and, like, tap his shoulder or his back or whatever to deliver the spell, because it's touch range. Uh, but not this time. This time, she strides, the heels of her boots clacking against the marble floor of the temple. She slides her arms around him from behind, pulls him in close, and in his ear, she's going to say, You can do this, Ollie. I believe in you. You got this. And then she's going to press a kiss to his cheek, and with that, cast Cure Wounds. Oh, he's dead. I just rolled my death saving throws, failed them all. Oh my god, he like uh, illusory pulls out a book just to put in front of his fucking. Oh, I'm <laughs> dreaming. <laughs> this is fine. Uh, Ali, heal 10 points. No complaints. Okay. All of you saw that transformation, by the way. It was very flashy. Everyone is now just bleeding from the nose. <laughs> Hudson, it's your turn. Please roll a luck check. All right. Nineteen. Hudson, you gaze at the enemy. You see Surasis as suddenly different. It's a lot for your brain to take in. <laughs> And there's hey still that massive <laughs> enemy in front of you. But you feel a beating, pulsing anger form in the pit of your belly. And in your mind, you hear a voice. Let's take him down. Let the call of war boil your blood. The sunburst on Hudson's pendant glows red, and golden flames spread behind the white shield and engulf him. His body disappears in shadow, becoming a black silhouette against the glow. His shadow grows taller, shoulders wider, and his muscles tear through his clothes, burning away to ash that spins around him. The ash sticks to his shade and bursts into a golden blaze, revealing a wide, woven leather belt at the waist and a scarlet loincloth that flows in the wind. Straps spiral down his calves, forming golden gladiator sandals. The white shield breaks from the chains of its necklace and shoots out leather bindings that whip around his torso and into a red leather harness. White bursts from his shoulder and falls into a cloud of white fur along his side. The flames recede into Hudson and the silhouette glows bright as the sun. His eyes open, brown changed to wine red, he opens his mouth and bellows, and flames shoot forth into his hand, forming a war hammer of beaten steel. In the other hand, a white buckler breaks out of the flames and straps to his arm, red metal binding across the center. The last kiss of flame leaves a tattoo of a red sun across his left shoulder and torso, and finally a mask, a red wolf with snarling fangs curling around his cheekbones. 
Hudson crouches, glaring at the enemy, raises his hammer, and bares his teeth in a silent snarl. Hudson, bearer of the mantle of war, please take your turn. So after Hudson's initial very aggressive, snarling warrior pose, he suddenly looks very surprised, like, oh my god, what's going on? Um, And his surprise very quickly turns into very Hudson-esque excitement. His eyes go big. He's like, oh my god, this is fucking awesome. Um, And then he looks at the, the water elemental and says, you! Cut that out! Uh, he's going to rage. I'm rolling for my wild surge. Cute. 20. Okay. Persistent. You become the center of a storm. Once per turn, when you successfully hit a creature with a melee attack, lightning leaps from your weapon to another creature of your choice within 30 feet. Roll a number of d6s equal to your rage damage. Uh, creature must succeed on a dexterity saving throw or suffer lightning damage equal to the total. I'm going to attack with my hammer. Cool. Alright, that is 19 total. Hits. So that's 12 damage total. 12 damage. Describe what the lightning and this strike looks like from Hudson. All right, so Hudson goes into a rage. He gets back into that crouch and he snarls again and he gives out a uh, and charges at the, the water elemental with his hammer raised and then cracks it uh, right in the shoulder. And as he does, like a, an arc of lightning comes out from where the contact was and hits, hits her on the other shoulder. The lightning from the strike arcs through her body and comes out the other side. Droplets fall from her feet and they sort of spark um, over and over again. Um, The water elemental leans back in a silent scream, but no sound comes out. However, it does not appear to have taken much damage from the weapon strike itself. You see the cat jumps back onto the pedestal and yells, Y'all, we need to fan moves. We need to ski down. We don't need to fight the thing. We need to get the fuck out of Dodge. You got what I mean? And gestures with its face forward behind the water elemental. Everyone roll a perception check. 19. 15. 8. 14. Everyone except Suri, you look beyond where the water elemental is floating about five feet above the ground, and you see that there is a small break in the wall of water, sort of different flows coursing over each other, and that it leads to a cavern on the far side. It looks like it's about 150 feet away. Cecil, it's now your turn. Please give me a luck check. Seven. No, Cecil. Cecil, you are yet again, for the third time in about a week, 
up against a massive foe that you have yet to be able to do anything about. You feel inferior, hopeless, like you'll never be able to stand on your own two feet. But then you feel a connection slam into you. You feel the marble beneath your feet, beneath it the grass that hides underneath the marble. You feel the earth moving, coursing through your feet, through your veins, through your very bones. And a voice echoes in your head. They can think you're weak, but you can always prove them otherwise. You were always worthy of my gift. Now prove it. The gauntlet glows orange and yellow. Concern gathers in Cecil's eyes as the light flashes and bursts into blinding sunlight. It engulfs Cecil, then cracks, leaving them frozen in a crystal stalagmite. A spark of orange, a shimmer of red, and the surface thrums with power. Shockwaves pulse through the earth. The crystal shatters into glittering shards, and for a moment they freeze in midair. Cecil steps out of the ruined crystal, bronze boots crunching on the leftover base. The frozen crystal spins around them and gathers against their skin. First, clusters of crystals pierce the air at their shoulders, then points form at the elbow. Crystalline armor spreads across their torso. With a wave of their hand, a yellow cape bursts out across their shoulders, shimmering with bound sunlight. They turn to the others, eyes burning, jaw set, and a mask forms on their face, burnished bronze edged with sharp teeth, a dragon in an open roar. Cecil, bearer of the mantle of earth, take your turn. I can do. Uh, Cecil. Cecil is going to rush up to the watery lady, plant their feet, and cast poison spray. Okay, roll your attack. Or is it a con con save? That is a fifteen. Yeah, makes it. And it's only a cantrip, so no damage. But that's fine. Um, the the hope is still that Cecil has kind of planted themselves just directly in front and will... Oh, Cecil's hope is that they'll take the brunt of the next attack. And that is Cecil's turn. And that is the elemental. The elemental moves forward. Uh, Roll your damage for Booming Blade. That's four damage. Yes! The Booming Strike hits them in their side but does not stop their stride. And the body of the woman starts to go long and thin and then waves of water pulse forward and slam 
into every single one of you. I need all of you to make a strength saving throw. Oh, everyone gets a bonus. Do that right now. Plus, Plus two, two on your saving throws. Cecil. Even with that plus two, plus my plus one for my gauntlet, I rolled a two, so I got a five. Ollie? Thirteen. Surrey? Nine. Hudson? With a plus six, I have a total of eleven. All right. So the water of the elemental pushes against you, reaching up against your chest. Hudson and Surasissa, you are grappled, but all of you take this damage. You take, you all take seven damage. Hudson, are you in a rage? I am, yeah. It's bludgeoning damage. Also, Surrey and Hudson, I should inform you that as creatures you cannot breathe underwater, you are currently about to drown. That is Ollie's turn. Oh, question on that front. Since Cecil and I were up by her and she moved out of our range, do we get an attack of opportunity? Yeah, Mm -hmm. you would get an attack of opportunity. I'll just roll that real quick. My attack would be a 15 for an attack of opportunity. Don't know if that hits. Hits. Okay, I'll just roll. Eight damage, so six damage. You strike with your weapon and you slash into the elemental as she's going forth to drown you all. And it makes her skin ripple and then reform. It does very little damage. Ollie, it's now your turn. Please roll a luck check. Come on. It's a five. Take your turn. All right, Ollie, uh, now thoroughly confused, <laughs> seeing all of his friends do it, do it, do it. turn into other people-ish type things and Suri's got her arms around him and this is no no a cat is yelling at us and everything is confusing oh he's just gonna keep hitting the water person but Suri doesn't have her arms around him anymore oh, she's currently right. being like You're right she's she's currently in water bondage oh right okay oh my goodness that's yeah better. like a wet Suri in water bondage You're right Ollie in having water bondage recently experienced all of these things now is going to just move up to her and attack again because heck why not oh that's a, a that's a five to attack this does not hit you slash out with your blade once more and you miss sorry please make a strength check Oh no, this is, this is my least good check. Do I still have the plus two? You are within range of Ollie's ability, yes. Thanks, Ollie. Oh, yeah, fuck yeah. Uh, 17, 19, 18. You break free from the elemental's bindings 
I believe you can still take your turn since you burst out at the beginning. So take your turn. Good. Yes. So the first thing that Suri does is she so she breaks through her bindings, stands back up, kind of, you know, uh, extends her neck to like, no, no, I'm back. I'm ready to fight. And she feels this wave of power from her locket and it comes out. Her hands uh, moves forward and she casts Hex, which is a bonus action. Until the spell ends, I deal an extra 1d6 necrotic damage to the target whenever I hit it with an attack. And I get to choose one ability, and that target has disadvantage on ability checks made with a chosen ability. I'm going to say that dexterity. Well, actually, no, it's a. Um, it's an elemental, so. Constitution? That sounds. Yeah. We'll give it con damage. Uh, and then the next thing I'm going to do is cast... Ah, there it is. Guiding Bolt. I'm going to cast Guiding Bolt. So, um, I'm going to make a ranged spell attack. Does, uh, 19 hit. 19 hits. Okay. So, I'm going to do 4d6 radiant damage. Dang. Uh, also, the next attack roll again, made against this target before the end of my next turn has advantage. So I don't know if that's specifically for me or for everybody. It's for anyone that strikes next and only the next attack. That's cool. I'm also now going to add that additional, because I did a hit, I'm going to add an additional 1d6 necrotic damage. Is it important if I keep these separate? No. Okay. So total, 6, 11, 12, 14, 16, 16 points of damage. You shoot out a blast of energy immediately after sending out a curse and it slams into the water elemental, pushing her back into one of the columns. She splashes against it and then starts to reform back into her body. Hudson, your turn. My turn. I'm going to try to ungrapple. Strength check. Strength check. Uh, do I get that Ollie benefit? Am I close enough? I'll allow it. Cool. Yay! 22. You free yourself. Take your turn. Thank God. Hudson uh, breaks out of the water and shakes himself dry or as close to dry as he's going to get. He's wearing leather. Um, And just raises his hammer again and goes to strike. And misses widely. And Hudson misses. Would you like to make a bonus action of any kind? Um... Wait, did you make it with advantage? Yeah, you get advantage from Guiding Bolt, so you can roll again. Take the oh, higher okay. of the scores. Suri gotcha. Suri gotcha, bro. I went from a two to a three. Oh. <laughs> Never mind. And Hudson <laughs> super misses 
And he, he's all flustered from being almost drowned, and he's just like, ah! Like, okay. Um, he's gonna eye the exit and take an attack of opportunity to try to um, head to it. Okay, so you run past the water elemental, and yeah. the water elemental reaches for you with a wave of water, but misses. So you run to the exit. Yeah, and I'm waving. I'm like, hey guys, come on, come on. Okay, so your movement is about 30 feet. You are still about 120 feet away. You haven't even reached the edge of the temple yet. And then after that, you see the cat again. The cat jumps down and lands in front of Surasissa. Now's really not the best time. Surasissa's gonna kind of look at him for a moment and bare her fangs and hiss. Now is really not the best time for this, so we got a lot of ground to cover. Yeah. I guess so. Cecil, it's your turn again. Uh, how far away from uh, from me is Ollie at this point? Is Ollie just kind of like right in front of me, basically? You are within... So you are 10 feet from the elemental. You are about five feet away from Ollie. Uh, Cecil is going to... reach, reach out grab Ollie by the elbow and and yank and try to start running in the direction that the cat has indicated. Does Ollie resist? No. So you grab Ollie and you haven't taken another action this turn so you do a full dash action and you get 60 feet towards the cavern. Um, as you do you get to the point where the waves are overlapping, forming this corridor, and you see that they often splash and move in front of each other, and it's going to be very difficult to get through them. And that's the elemental's turn. The elemental is going to see if it gets its overwhelm back. It does not, and is going to reach out with tentacles formed from its arms and attack Sursissa and Ollie. And misses both times. Both of you dodge out of the way. Ollie, it's the beginning of your turn. Please make a luck check. 15. Ollie, you are getting dragged away by Cecil, pulled along. You haven't been able to do anything to this thing. You haven't been able to do anything to protect your friends or yourself. And that makes you feel weak. And you don't like feeling weak. You don't like feeling powerless. You've had to stand on your own and use your own power the best you can to get as little as you have in life. And this doesn't sit right with you. And with those thoughts, you hear... <laughs> a laugh inside of you, and then the words, Your will is your greatest asset. See that you use it to bend the world 
to your judgment. Darkness spreads out from Ali and reaches upwards. Stars spark into life one by one against the black, each shining silver. They spin together to become one massive star which casts a beam downwards towards the earth. It lands on a crystal, round cut and faceted, that rises from a rose of silver petals. Wisps of grey smoke pour across it, circling round and round the rose until they form wings. The head of a dragon rises above it, connecting them. From the bottom of the rose, vines extend out, and the thorns bite into a pale wrist. Silver spills out into the air and forms a single rapier blade. A hand grasps it, and Ollie, bathed in white, lowers the blade between his eyes. His body stretches out, growing taller and wider through the shoulders. Ribbons of starlight stream from the blade and wrap around him. The hair of his mohawk grows and tumbles down his back, the color draining out from the ends. The silver strands fall against a double-breasted gray jacket with a high collar that covers his throat. Silver buttons adorn the front with matching cuffs and epaulettes at the wrists and shoulders. Loose gray pants tuck into over-the-knee black boots. The light shimmers away from his torso and travels down his back. The trail leaves behind a bright cape with gunmetal lining. Ali slashes the rapier downwards and the vines still, forming a basket around the hilt. A dragon's maw clasps the gemstone, which embeds itself just below the blade. Ollie's now silver hair falls down the side of his face. Silver eyes glint from beneath a gunmetal mask, a slender domino against his cheekbones. Ollie, bearer of the mantle of silver, please take your turn. Uh, Ollie, newly transformed, looks around quickly to assess this whole situation. I think that rather than taking a um, a turn, uh, any kind of combat turn, I would like to try to roll um, a survival check, if possible, to see if there's some anything that I can assess about this situation that can benefit us to get out of here alive. That wouldn't be survival, it'd be perception. Okay. Uh, perception check then? Yep, absolutely. Okay, great. Oh, I love this. I have a 21. Oh, shit! Nice! Perceive the fuck out of that. <laughs> so specifically, you're looking for things that will help you get out of the situation? Yes. So with a 21, you look around, you see the exit there in front of you, but you see the waves that are crashing over and over against it. You also, with that perception check, notice that the water level, even like the water level rose, but slowly but surely the pathway is filling with water and it's getting higher and higher. And the cavern that you're in, the sort of open air um, at the bottom of a cliff face is starting to get higher and higher. And if you do remain here, you're pretty sure that you and all your friends will drown. However, you do remember that when Hudson struck the water elemental, it caused a disturbance in the water elemental's particles. And if you could get enough of that energy going, you might be able to disturb the waves above the path long enough that you can get through 
more safely. Otherwise, it's going to be difficult to do, and you will be making an athletics roll to get through, all of you. Okay. Uh, and Hudson is uh, has also started running, right? So he's nearby? Yes, Hudson has started running. You are also still being clung to by Cecil, so you transformed while being held while by Cecil. Running. <laughs> A little bit. <laughs> Interesting transformation okay. sequence. And Suri is still behind us? Suri is still behind you, getting berated by the cat for not listening. Okay. Um, uh, Ollie turns to Hudson and says, Try and clear a path! And then puts his hand to his voice, his lips, not certain what his own voice sounds like. And then... Uh, points at the the ex- the entrance or exit or wherever it is where we're trying to go and says try and smash in that direction and then turns back to Suri come on Ollie you sound expensive that's gonna have to be what? that's gonna have to be another uh, t-shirt you sound expensive did you say anything to Cecil who's dragging you or just Hudson and Sir? Um, I think that Ollie's still just holding on to Cecil. Okay. Uh, do you use your action to dash forward or are you just relying on Cecil? Technically your movement should oh, be encumbered, I w- but you know, whatever. Yeah, I uh, I will also I will assist in the <laughs> movement towards the space. Um, d- d- can I? I mean, I don't. I haven't used a combat action. Could I use my attack action on the water area to see if that also helps to clear a path? You can try. Yeah. All right. You let's still, try if it. You, if you are not dashing, you have an action left. Okay, great. Then I won't dash. I'll just use my regular movement to move in that direction while trying to cut the water. So you move to where the water is starting to overlap. Exactly. Okay. Yeah, no, that's a five. What? Or an eight, actually. But No, I'm sorry, a ten total. Ten, ten to hit the water. Ollie, you slash out at the waves with this suddenly beautiful glowing rapier in your hand, and nothing happens except you get soaked, and please make an athletics check. Actually, you know what? Dexterity saving throw. Okay. I love that we can't hit the water. (laughs) I have a 20 on my dex saving throw. You manage to not get knocked prone by the water and stand your ground. Sarasis, it's your turn. Uh, um, Suri is going to to look down at the cat and just be like, fine, you want me to run? I'll run. And then she's going to uh, bend down, try to scoop the cat up because you don't leave a cat to drown. I know it's magic, but you just don't do that. And we'll take a dash action because now she can see where everybody else is going where she had noticed before. Roll a strength save to hold on to the cat. If he's going to fast, I can let him go. Strength, not my best. Uh, 
I'm too far from Ollie to get the thing, so nine. With a nine, you reach down and you manage to get the cat in your arms, but the cat claws its way up your newfound corset, gets onto your shoulders, and rests its paws on your head and says, Yeehaw! Onward to destiny. Someone's getting neutered, and I run. There ain't no neuter coming near here. That's what the bed is for. I'll remind you that I have claws and easy access to your scalp right now. That's a fair point. Is this conversation happening out loud? Yes. Oh my god! Absolutely it's happening out loud. Yeah, Siri's just gonna run. Uh, Do I get an... Does does the creature get an attack of opportunity on me? It does. Um, Are you dashing or are you I am dashing because everybody is pretty far from me right now. Uh, the creature misses yes. you. Suck on that dumb creature. No, oh, it's Hudson's turn. <laughs> uh, Hudson is going to take Ollie's new fancy words to heart and try to attack the water with his currently lightning hammer. He will roll a nat 20 to hit the water. <laughs> All right. <laughs> And the lightning is still in effect yeah, in your hammer? I'm still enraged. With a nat 20, describe how you make this strike. Um, okay. So Hudson gives Ollie just a weird look and his you know, quippy line about being expensive. And he's like, shrugs. He's like, all right. Uh, raises his hammer and uh, just like slams it down into the water. Um, a very big dramatic gesture. And as he does, the the lightning that had been arcing from each strike just scatters across the surface of the water. The lightning scatters across the surface of the water and rises up to the waves overhead. Just as they're about to crash against you and crush you under their weight, they twitch and fall back, breaking up, sending a spray of droplets across you and the path is clear to the exit. For now, but you still have your friend to deal with. The cat, which has been riding Surrey like a horse, climbs onto her head entirely and then leaps in the air and goes 25 feet in the distance, farther than any house cat should be able to jump, and lands on the ground. The water's up to almost his chest, his tiny little furry chest. And then the cat lets out a And about 50 feet away, the entrance, the cavern that you saw that leads somewhere starts to glow and pulse. And then a white portal bursts into existence. All right, you need to get in now. And I mean pronto. Cecil, your turn. Um. Is that, does that look close enough to me that I could drag Ollie and myself in that direction? I'll allow you to have taken Ollie's movements since you're assisting each other. So, yeah, if you take a dash action, you should be able to reach it. Uh, then Cecil, even though Cecil's a little disoriented by Ollie now looking like a magical silver prince. <laughs> Uh, rushes 
them both over and then pushes Ollie through. What? Ollie, you fall through the portal. Cecil, do you follow? Nope. Waiting for everyone else. And Cecil stays behind, standing as guardian. Ollie, that would be your turn, but you are officially out of combat. Sorry. No worries. Cecil, that is the end of your turn, and now it's the elemental. The elemental turns and starts rushing forward and is going to attack Sir Sissa's back. Does not gain the overwhelm weapon back, but is going to roll to attack and hits both times. Sir Sissa, you take 24 damage, bludgeoning. Yeah, I don't have oh 24 hit points before I take damage. So so Suri is running and, and fleeing, and she's almost caught up with everybody. And then the water wave, I guess, just like rises up behind her and slams into her, and she goes down. Is that more than double your hit no, point total? No, my normal hit point total is 23. Okay. okay. Cool. So, Sir Sissa goes down. Hudson. Uh, I believe the way that this works is that as a reaction to Suri getting struck, uh, I I enact Amethyst Vengeance. So, yeah, so nothing happens right now other than uh, Cecil starts to glow purple. That does take a prison point, though. Yes. Okay. Would be Ollie's turn next but Ollie's out of combat, would be Suri's turn next, but she's going to make death saving throws instead. Sir Sissa, please make your first death saving throw. Oh, that's a six. Okay, that's fine. First fail on your death save. Hudson, that's your turn. Uh, how far away is Suri from me? Suri is... You are further ahead than Suri. Suri is about 30 feet behind you. Okay. I'm going to run and grab Suri. Um, I don't know if I still have the ability to keep running back after I pick her up, if that's a... If you're using a dash action, you can. Okay. So I'm just going to use my whole action to run to grab Suri and then try to run back as far as I can, whatever that is. Um, so you can run 30 feet back, but it's 25 feet away, I believe is what I said. So you get 35 feet back on the path. So Hudson, be aware that if you do go through with this plan, you will take attack of opportunity from the water elemental. Yeah, that's Because you'll be, be okay. both entering and leaving threatened area. Oh, is she like right next to Suri? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um... Yeah, I think I'm going to risk it. You rush back the 25 feet to grab Suri. And the water elemental lashes out at you. What's your AC? 16. Hits. Hudson, you take 17 damage. It's bludgeoning, so with your rage, it's halved. So that's... 
Nine? Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, But you managed to grab Suri and run back another 35 feet so that you are back at the center point. Uh, roll a perception check, though. 19. With a 19, you see that the waves that you dissipated with the lightning are starting okay. to reform. Um, and I rise. think because I didn't take an attack, my rage is also uh, done for this, for the moment. <laughs> yeah, your rage is done. And that's the cat's turn. The cat turns around after freeing the portal and sees what is happening with Hudson and Sir. He starts to sprint back towards you. And the cat jumps up in onto Suri, who is being held fireman style in Hudson's arms, and chomps down on her collarbone. Sir Sissa, you heal one damage. What is happening? Oh. Hudson, you see tiny wisps of light fall from Wind's teeth and into her body as she wakes up. Well, good morning, sweetheart. It's good of you to join us. Now let's get the fuck going. Uh, okay, we're going, we're going. Cecil, it's your turn. Uh, as Cecil, I would like to... Uh, stand by the portal. I I see that Hudson has grabbed Suri and is kind of en route. Uh, I'm going to have Cecil walk just maybe like about 15 feet away from the portal, just kind of in this like, come on, come on gesture. And I would like to hold my action of poison spray if it comes close enough to me to get in my range. All right. You, so Cecil holds their action. It is... The elemental is going to rush and follow Hudson and Surasissa and chase them. As they pass, the waves start rising higher and higher. She lashes out at Hudson and Hudson ducks out of the way, but then a second blow clips Hudson on the shoulder. You take 11 damage. Shit. (laughs) Hudson does not look like he's in good shape. And that's without having because you're not raging anymore. That is correct. All right. (laughs) Fuck. Okay. I am barely standing. He is just like clinging to consciousness. You can tell he's like fucking dragon ass. Uh, for technical terms, he has one hit point left. Sorry, it's your turn. Remember, you are still in Hudson's arms yeah, as he's on um, pretty much death's door, though he hasn't gone unconscious yet. Yeah. So I was going to use my very last... Um, first level spell slot to do thunder wave but i feel like it makes way more sense to use it to give hudson um hit points back because what if you what if we just survived what if that happened so i'm at one hit point i i can't make this fancy or dramatic or anything but i can just um 
tap you on the back and heal you for uh, five five hit points. Please make a wild magic surge roll. And that's just a d20? Mm-hmm. Eleven. For everyone playing at home, we are playing with a variant of wild magic. So the failure level starts at a nat one. You roll a nat one, you have to roll in the magic surge table, the wild magic surge table, to get an effect. The next spell makes it two, and then three, and then four, and so on, until finally you reach higher numbers. Once a wild magic surge effect has happened, we reset to one. So as of now, you do not have a wild magic surge effect happening. So you healed Hudson. Is that the end of your turn? Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, Hudson. It's my turn? Yes. Can I make it to the door? If you dash and use your whole action, yes. Okay. I'm going to dash and use my whole action um, and just kind of check Cecil on my way through to make sure that they follow. You rush forward, check Cecil on the way to make sure that they follow, and then hop through the portal. You are out of combat. As are the cat and Surasissa. Cecil, it's you and the water elemental. You see it not even 25 feet away spreading its watery waves further and further towards you. You see the general water levels rising and rising. You can't even see the path anymore. The water's about knee deep in sloshing around. What do you do? Cecil is going to look at the portal, look back at the elemental, bare their teeth at it, and then rush through the portal. Cecil. You run for the portal, water splashing against your knees. The water elemental chases your footsteps. Waves start to gather and spin over your head, blocking out the sky, and a whirlpool wreathes the rippling surface of the portal. The elemental reaches out for you with wet fingertips. Its mouth opens in a silent shriek. The whirlpool crashes into you as you leap for the portal. Your heartbeat pulses and pulses and pulses against the crystal of your armor. A single thought breaks through. Are you going to make it? The light of the portal swallows you as water and salt claw at your lungs. And that's where we'll end our session. This has been Fast Times at D&D High. I'm Persephone, and you can find me at Persephoroth everywhere online. Hi, I'm Caro, and you can find me on all the things at Caromer spelled with a zero. I'm Nuance, and you can follow me at Shatteraven, R-A-V-Y-N, on Twitter, and Books and Wunch on Twitch. Check out Dungeons and Dratini's My Pokemon Homebrew. I'm Ren. 
And I live on Twitter at Atomic Firebird. I'm also at make underscore believe underscore on Twitch, where I run indie system one shots and do a weekly interview show. I am Elise, several sentient otters, and I'm not on the internet. Don't at me. You can also find all of us on Twitter, including Elise, at Fast Times D&D. That's Fast Times D, the letter N-D, on Twitter. If you want to support us, please visit us at patreon.com slash fasttimesdnd. Again, fasttimesd, the letter N, D. If you want to know more about the world, the players, or the characters, check us out at fasttimesdnd.com. Transcripts of our episodes are provided by Nuance Vivian. Fast Times at D&D High is an Arcanacast production, copyright 2020, all rights reserved. Our editor is Derek B. Perry. Our theme song was produced by Derek B. Perry and Ashley Abbott. Our background music is courtesy of Kevin McLeod and David Feslian, licensed under Creative Commons. Find individual track listings in our show notes. And that's all. Still don't at me. Tune in next time to hear the players cry. I know I'll enjoy it, and so will all of you. Bye bye <laughs> <laughs>